Welcome to the Daily Drive with Josh Downs, Christmas edition, where each weekday during the month of December, I'll be sharing thoughts, principles, insights, and activities to help you better connect more with family and friends, to better find the true meaning of Christmas, and to help you get more out of Christmas by focusing more on Christ. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Drive Christmas edition, or Christ Moss edition, where each day I'll share again a brief story, thought, principle about Christmas to help you get more out of Christmas by focusing more on Christ, as well as a fun activity or tradition that you can do with your own family to help bring the spirit of Christmas more into your homes and into your lives. And you know, after our successful Give Thanks for Gas campaign, many have been asking, okay, what are we going to do next? And you know, honestly, I haven't been able to stop thinking about what to do next. And in fact, I had an idea the other day that I'm really excited about. So stay tuned in the coming days for a special announcement on what we're going to do next to provide an opportunity to help, to lift, and to love those around us. Now, today's story is one that brought a smile to my face when I, I first read it. Now, there have been multiple times in my life where I had forgotten that I had money in a pocket of my pants or coat, only to find it weeks and sometimes months later. I think we all know that feeling of finding a $20 bill or so that we didn't know that we had. It's a great feeling, right? It's not just me. I suppose if money wasn't a problem, it might not be as exciting. But for me, it was huge and is huge to find money that I didn't know that I had. Well, imagine when you reach into your pocket and you don't find a 20, you find a $100 bill. Okay, now we're doing a little bit more than smiling. Maybe we're doing some dancing at this point, right? Well, as the story is told, there has been an anonymous stranger in Secret Santa who fills strangers' pockets with $100 bills. Instead of picking pockets, he tries to slip money in them. <laughs> what does that make him? A, a put pocketer, I guess. CBS News reports that it's like finding a dollar in a coat that you haven't touched since last winter, but better. An anonymous wealthy businessman from Kansas City has been lifting the holiday spirit of strangers for the past 12 years by handing out extra cash to those who look as though they could use a little boost. With the help of a dozen local police officers, he hits up a few cities and hands out anywhere between 100000 and 200000 each holiday season, all in the form of $100 bills. Mystery Santa told CBS News that he looks for people who have sadness on their faces so that he can give them hope that their life can be changed. He told them, Our mission as humans is to do random acts of kindness. Kindness is the bridge between all people. Now, we still don't know who he is or where he'll show up this year, but keep your eyes peeled for a surprise visit from the real Secret Santa. In fact, after hearing the story, I've decided that whenever I go downtown this holiday season to Salt Lake, I'm going to make sure to start wearing my coat that has the biggest pocket. <laughs> don't you just love that thought, though? Kindness is the bridge between all people. In a world where we seem to be growing apart, there is the simple answer of how to bridge that gap. Kindness. And I wanted to start out with this thought today for our Christmas edition because that is the secret to having a great Christmas. It's to think outside our own wants and needs and to help those within our family to think outside of their own wants and needs. Because when we focus on giving what we can to help others with their wants and their needs, two things happen. One, we realize that what we wanted isn't as important as what we thought it was. And two, we will surprisingly find what it was that we really needed in our life. And that's the feeling of making a difference. Now, I know not all of us has $100,000 that we can use to go around slipping $100 bills into people's pockets. But kindness isn't limited to money. There are so many things that we can slip into people's hearts that are just as helpful and meaningful as any amount of money that we can give. 
Each of us, no matter our financial situation, has something that we can give. Remember the story of the widow's mite? I love that story. In the story, so many are giving generously, which is good, but their intentions are not completely selfless, as they seek to be recognized by others for their donations, of which God said they have their reward. But then quietly and obscurely, a small widow walks up to the treasury and gives a simple mite, something comparable to a penny today. And while no one else sees or recognizes her, she has attracted the gaze, the attention, and the adoration of the Son of God, in whose eyes she gave more than everyone else, because she gave what she had, because she gave from her heart, and because she gave with no intention of recognition. Do not let the feeling of not having much to give keep you from giving even a little, because the little that you do give might just be more in the eyes of God than those who give much. We can tell when the spirit of Christmas is in our hearts and our homes because we start focusing on putting more in others' pockets than on filling our own. And that's the power of Christmas, or the power of more Christ in our lives. Elder Hugh W. Pinnock, a leader of my faith, one Christmas asked a rhetorical question, Who needs Christmas? To which he answered, We do, all of us. Because Christmas can bring us closer to the Savior, and He is the only source of lasting joy. We need Christmas because it helps us to be better people, not only in December, but in January, June, and November. Because we need Christmas, we had better understand what it is and what it isn't. Gifts, holly, mistletoe, and red-nosed reindeer are fun as traditions, but they are not what Christmas is really all about. Christmas pertains to that glorious moment when the Son of our Father joined his divinity to our imperfect humanity. When we feel a desire to be better, to be more perfect, to be more like Christ, then we will know that he has also joined his divinity to the imperfect person that we are. So my invitation for you today is to begin asking this question this Christmas season, not what do I want, but what can I give? Not what can I take, but what can I leave behind? Not what can I buy, but who can I help? When you start having those conversations personally and with your family, you will begin to invite the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of more Christ into your home and into your lives. Trust me, you'll feel it. It doesn't mean that we can't still put our Santa list together. My girls are still working on theirs. But I've found that since we've started talking more about what we can give, they seem to have forgotten a little bit more about what they want. And so will you. Now for the suggestion on an activity, and let me tell you briefly why I want to spend a moment each podcast episode doing this. See, there is a power in traditions and activities that can help a family grow closer together. It gives kids something to look forward to and a way to connect and engage with each other. A time when distractions are put away and we give each other our full attention. God knew the value of traditions all throughout the Bible. The children of Israel had feasts and festivals, weekly, monthly, and yearly that they used to celebrate, to remember, and to recommit to be better and to grow closer to God and each other. And if done right, the activities and traditions that you do during this month can bring about the same thing in your life and in your family. Now, one suggestion I'd give this early on is to invite a family elf to join your home. I've watched over the years as my kids have absolutely looked forward to the yearly visit of our elf. 
His name is Poppinkins, and he is one of the very first elves that there were out there, long before the elf on the shelf. I think you can still find and invite him to join your family, although he might be a little bit more rare these days. He comes with a great book to read about how much he loves children, but how he never got to see them, living in the North Pole, of course. So Santa commissioned him to pop into families' homes that he was assigned to on December 1st, or as soon as all the Christmas decorations are up. And there spend a month observing and watching and loving the children in the home, each day finding a new spot to hide and to watch from. And he tends to bring with him that first exciting night after we read the story and he's found the next morning, some small treats, a stuffed Christmas animal of sorts, and an advent calendar of some kind. The girls have loved having poppikins in their home over the past probably 12 years now. Even if he forgets to hide occasionally in a new spot. I mean, sometimes he just likes the hiding spot that he's in, right? (laughs) And you know, he's not too mischievous either. Although he has been found to have made the occasional snow angel in flower or been caught with a fork eating our Christmas treats. But one of the things that I've loved is that every year he has been caught reading a story called You Are Special to all of his stuffed animal friends. And even finding a way into the car occasionally to go see the lights with us. Of course, never to be touched or he'll have to return to the North Pole to regain his magic. And I do have to tell you, on one occasion, I think that he thought that he had found the perfect spot to hide, which was behind the top of our shower curtain in the bathroom, holding onto the top of it and just peeking over. Until I noticed my youngest at the time, who was standing outside of the bathroom for the longest time, with a worried look on her face. And when I asked Michaela what's wrong, she said, Well, Dad, I really need to go to the bathroom (laughs) But I don't want Poppikins to watch me. (laughs) I told her that she could go use ours and that I would have a talk with him. And he hasn't hidden in the bathroom since. (laughs) So if you get an elf, maybe make sure you let him know that the bathroom is off limits to to hide in. Okay, just uh, a word of advice. Now, there have been a lot of traditions that I've loved, but this one may be one of my most favorite because of how much they have looked forward to his arrival and small gifts and how sad they've been at his departure and goodbye note, a note which, by the way, always expresses his love to them and how good they are and his encouragement to keep being good and to keep listening to their parents and to keep loving and following Christ as best they can. I'm confident if you don't have an elf and you choose to invite one into your home this Christmas, you'll find the same thing. Now, thanks for listening today, everyone. Hard to believe Christmas is here already, isn't it? But I'm excited and can't wait to share all the messages, the principles and activities and traditions with you and help you in any way that I can to get the most out of the most wonderful time of the year. And you can start today by again asking and helping those in your home to ask, what can I give instead of what do I want? In the answer to that, you'll find Christmas because you'll have found Christ. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and this is the Christmas edition of The Daily Drive.